Hello, friends. We're back. Jamie or K podcast. Happy that you're here. It's been a, a little over a week since we did this. You know, we're, we're trying to stay. I'm already fumbling over my words. We're trying to stay consistent, which I feel like I have. I missed one week, but it's fine because we're not going to let that stop us. This is um, what am I trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. But we're going to keep the train moving. Episode 9, that means we're one episode away from number 10. And Danny, shout-outs to Jay. <laughs> Why am I? I don't even know what's going on right now, but I just keep uh, stumbling over all my words. But shout-out to Danny. He says once we hit 10 episodes, he's going to binge listen to every episode, which he thinks is going to be an easy task because the first couple of episodes are a little short, but these later ones are long and very interesting. So good luck to that. And he's going to have to start his journey next week when we hit episode 10. So I'm pretty excited to gain a new subscriber because I love all of you and it's great to see those numbers rising so tell all your friends shout out jamie rk podcast also shout out jamierk.com slash shop you know we have the hottest merch in the game today i was blessed on my instagram story timeline to see chad gilbert from newfound glory rocking the let's ride something hat while he was at disney world so shout out to that that actually made me really happy because he wanted a hat he got hooked up obviously i was gonna hook him up because he plays guitar in my favorite band he wanted to buy one i secretly didn't want his money but would have accepted it because i don't want to disrespect him so shout outs to him for rocking the hat in Disney World. I'm a little jealous because I wanted to be the first one to rock it in Disney World. And looks like he gets to take that title. So yeah, be like Chad. Wear hot merch. Look cool to all your friends. And I'm not even lying. I told multiple people this today. I got so many new orders just because he posted that. And I don't even know how they found the website because he didn't even tag me, which was great because I I didn't want him to tag me. And people think that it was like a, you know, like some sort of deal, like I was sponsoring him or something. No, he like legit likes the hat and wore it because he loves the merch. So shout outs to everybody that ordered one today. Your orders will be shipped out soon. I got to get with the shipping department, make sure everything goes out in a timely manner. You know, um, it's mainly just Andy in the shipping department. (laughs) Our team hasn't grown uh, that much since last week. So shout outs to Andy. He'll get those to you very soon. But yeah, it's been a very, very interesting week. I had a pretty uh, busy weekend. What did I do? Where do I start? That's the real thing. Um, okay, let's go Friday. Friday, I went to Disneyland, had like a little cool group hang. 
uh, actually, well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I, I had a group hang. It wasn't cool. Your boy uh, left early, which was a little rude. But at the same time, you know, I value my time. Time is money. So I was wasting my time on Friday night and I, I couldn't stand for it anymore. So I had to make the hard decision to just leave. To be honest, I could have probably done it in a little more uh, professional manner, but that was just a lapse in character. So I have nobody to blame but myself. But trust, that will never happen again. I will not put myself in a situation like that ever again. So just uh, forgive me for that Friday. Just a lapse in character. It happens. I'm not perfect, even though I wish I was. I'm just a normal human being from planet earth and i make mistakes every now and then so please don't hold it against me forever it's fair if you want to be mad for a little bit but i think i deserve a second chance what else did i do on okay so friday i left and honestly i think i just came home i was just over it i'm pretty sure i hopped on the stream just uh, got a little more familiar with season three of Street Fighter, which is really fun because it's nice to play at a different tempo and I don't get to lean on my crutches like I did throughout most of season two. I actually have to play with a little more skill, which is great because it makes me think more and I'm like actually hitting the lab, trying out new combos, trying to learn all situations, like learning which option is optimal for every situation and I'm not there yet obviously because I'm still learning season just started and it's like you know new situations that I have to um, program into my brain and muscle memory and my reactions aren't there yet but it's only we're only like a weekend so I don't expect to be master level yet but this weekend we're gonna grind learn more of those situations and it should be a good time really looking forward to that also i really plan on picking up a new, a new character laura been using her since season one like grinding i uh wanted i didn't want to main her i just like that she was a jujitsu player to be honest i wanted to main ken but we weren't really driving and I picked up Laura, and she's just like a great hybrid character. Not a charge character. I am terrible with charge characters, which makes me bummed because I wish I could play a sick bison. But one day maybe I'll overcome that and learn how to play a charge character. But yeah, so the goal is to learn a new character that I could uh, have in my pocket. I've been toying around, just trying out... Uh, all the characters on the roster because there was some cool changes um, to most of them. And I feel like I've been drawn to Armika, but I don't want to settle on her yet because it's very early on in the season. And there's some very interesting characters that are going to drop with the DLC, mainly looking at G and Sagat. So I don't really want to settle on her yet, but for sure I'm going to learn a new character. And I'm actually pretty excited for that too, because it's like playing the game all over again. Cause I don't know 
like the best moves for certain situations. So it's going to be cool to learn a new character all over again. So I got to join those discords and hit up Reddit and try to soak up all the information that I can. Um, these awkward pauses, I'm not used to it. This is, uh, I, I normally don't record on Tuesday nights. Normally I, I get this done on Sunday, but this Sunday, this past Sunday, okay, skipping over Saturday, we'll go back to Saturday. Saturday was actually pretty awesome, very unexpectedly awesome, but let's uh, go from Friday to Sunday. So Sunday, Andy and I, shout outs to Andy, we had a show support to the homie George, his band Mirage, which I mentioned in the last podcast. They finally had their show at Chain, so Andy and I had a, you know, show. Um, why am I stuttering? We had to go out and show support to the homie. It was pretty cool. Uh, George literally looked like a whole different person on stage. He came out with his fresh haircut, no hat, no glasses. I honestly thought he was wearing contacts, but later he told us that he was just up there blind which might be a nice strategy if you have like stage fright or if you're nervous to be in a big crowd. If you just take off your glasses and be blind, you can't really be that nervous because you literally can't see anything. Honestly, I feel like Brendan Schaub right now with all these like fumbling of my words. Like in everyday life, I stutter a little bit, I'm gonna be honest, but I never like just like randomly fumble over my words. I think it's just um, my excitement for being back in the studio since it's been a little over a week. And I, I hear you guys out there, you know, clamoring uh, where the new episode or where's the new episode. And I had it in post-production, but I, I just had to do a couple things. So be grateful that it's out just kidding i'm actually grateful for you guys that you're still gonna listen even though we're a couple days late but i have a valid excuse i had to go out to chain reaction not the chain reaction chain reaction on sunday to support our boy and shout outs to george he actually um hooked it up uh see i i honestly don't know why that happened again working on it he hooked (laughs) That's two times in a row. I can't even say the word. George hooked it up with some free merch, which I'm going to rock tomorrow. So if you see me wandering the streets or in Disneyland or wherever, I should be rocking a pretty sweet Mirage t-shirt that wasn't printed at Absolute Merch, which makes me very offended. So just know that, George, you offended me with that shirt. But I... It cancels out um, me being offended because you gave it to me for free. So I have to accept your humble offer, and I appreciate it. But going back to Saturday, okay, so we're going to try to complete the weekend. So Friday had a group hang, not fun. Sunday, we had fun, went to Chain Reaction with Andy, Oh, and shout-outs to Korean Barbecue. Andy and I got lunch. We went to 
this spot in Garden Grove, I can't remember the name exactly because it just escapes me right now. It was either Red Palace or Red Castle. And I've I've eaten at like three different Korean barbecue places, like one in Riverside. It was a Korean barbecue slash Chinese buffet, which sounds cool because you'd imagine there'd be tons of good food, right? But I went in there and the place was complete trash. And I, I don't want to be rude because my friends... Uh, from Riverside were like raving about it, talking about how it's the best Korean barbecue they've ever had. And I was literally so sad for them because I went in there and like just everything from like the service, the restaurant itself was just like not clean. It just felt really dingy and like dirty in there. And then when it came down to the quality of meats, I was like, okay, no wonder this price is did I say this price? <laughs> no wonder this place is priced at what it is because everything was just like low quality. And I vowed to never go back again, which I've managed to uphold because I haven't been back. I haven't been back and I will never go back. But the other place, the place that I, I frequent is Gen which is like top tier. I've been to multiple locations across Orange County and they always deliver. The meats are always top tier, services top tier. So I've always gone back. That's how you win me over. Just give me what I pay for, quality stuff, and give me great service and you'll have me coming back forever. But this new place where I'm, you know, normally not too keen on trying new Korean barbecue places just because I don't want another Riverside experience, but Andy swore by it. So I was like, all right, I'll take it or I'll take you for your word. Cause I trust Andy. So we went and service could have been better. Like I want to say that we went in there like right after the lunch rush. So everybody just kind of seemed like low energy and not really down to give us that club 33 service, which I was like, okay, it's my first time here. I'll let it slide because it wasn't the worst service I've gotten. And they brought our food out and I was down for it. Like I backed, um, the meats, I couldn't get enough of the potato salad, which was so good. And it had, so it was a, honestly, it was a, probably like a potato salad out of a carton, but I don't know why it was just really good. It had like corn macaroni and just straight potato salad in it. And I felt like a fat ass because I ate like half of it and I was letting, Andy have the other half, so I was just kind of sitting there patiently, and I noticed he didn't even bat an eye at the potato salad, so I eventually got to the point where I asked him, I was like, oh, like, are you going to eat this? And he told me no, so I literally ate the other half, like, super fast. And for the meats, we got brisket, bulgogi, and sliced pork belly. I wouldn't get the sliced pork belly again just because they sliced it like super thin. So next time I'll probably just get the normal pork belly, but I definitely backed that place. The food was good. I definitely, I didn't overeat. I literally hit like perfection. You know, that feeling when you eat 
good food and you eat just the right amount that you leave that restaurant or your room, your kitchen, wherever you're at, just feeling amazing. Like you literally were satisfied with your meal. That's how I felt on Sunday when we left the Korean barbecue spot. Okay, so now after that little rant's over, let me jump back to Saturday. Saturday, I didn't really have any plans except for watching UFC 220. And I kind of have this new tradition where, or when there's a new, a new, obviously every UFC card's gonna be new, but whenever they have a big UFC pay-per-view card, I normally like to hit Disneyland during the day and then make it home in time to be able to either grab dinner or make dinner and have it ready in time for the main card. So I was especially excited for UFC 220 because, first of all, the UFC heavyweight title was on the line, Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou, which is just a crazy matchup. Just to think about leading up to it, I was just like super excited. It was one of those fights where I had to stand up. I couldn't sit down because I was just so like nervous and just full of energy. And also I had a parlay, so that made it even more intense. But I started the, the day off, I went to Disneyland, which is super fun. I love it there. I actually, this week I went to Disneyland a lot, way, way more than I planned. I went Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And if I had to rate them, Saturday was probably the best out of the three. I went pretty early. I think I went like around, I want to say like 1230. I lagged pretty hard. I planned on being there by 10 because I wanted to do a lot to make up for Friday. But I was super lazy and didn't get to the park to like 1230, I think. So I got to the park. I utilize my my max pass, which I always post on Instagram whenever I do. Booked a couple of fast passes. I hung out with Johnny. That was probably a, one of the coolest parts about the day is Johnny and I just catching up because I don't get to see him that often. Obviously, I've mentioned him numerous times on the podcast before. It'd be actually cool to get him on here one day. I'm already starting to compile a list of guests because that's going to happen for sure by the end of the year we're going to have at least one guest on that's our goal which is a pretty big goal in my eyes because i didn't even think we'd make it this far so this thing is just like kind of taking off and just becoming a reality so we got to set new goals since we've accomplished our old ones which is always a good thing so by the end of the year mark my words we'll have at least one guest maybe more who knows but yeah, so hanging out with Johnny was cool. And I hit it uh I hit a couple of rides. The first thing I did was Astro Blasters hit over a million, but that day the leaderboard, I think top score was at least like two point five million. And the gun and route that I got wasn't possible for me to hit that. So I was pretty bummed about that. But it happens. Uh, the last couple times I've actually um, got good guns. I remember one time I got this like super faded laser, and it was 
like super frustrating because I used the fast pass to get on the ride and I basically used that just to sit on a dark ride with a faded gun. I literally couldn't see it when I was pointing it at the targets. So I've been pretty thankful for the last couple times actually getting a good gun. But from there, I went and had a little photo shoot in front of the castle. Andy and George were giving me crap because I was sending them some behind-the-scenes shots and some unreleased photos from the shoot. They're making fun of me, which is pretty standard. They always roast me, but it's all good because... Uh, they're the homies and they're the, they have to put up with my uh, my wackiness all the time they're literally besides you guys on the podcast they have to um, deal with me in real life through text and in person so it's a lot and I appreciate them putting up with it even though it's kind of actually it's really weird I say and like I say weird things and then I also get myself in the weirdest situations and I have to tell them so I can deal with it. So they understand. They get all the info. But anyways, sent them you know some cool shots. I've actually posted some of those cool pictures now. If you follow my Instagram, at xjamiex, it should be my most recent post as of recording this, but it won't be because I got to post the new artwork, which is actually pretty funny. I'm pretty stoked to finally post that. Um, but yeah, I'm wearing an unexpressed t-shirt shout outs to Jordan Stewart and all the homies from Austin and all over Texas. I was pretty excited to finally rock that. And from the photo shoot, I went to the haunted mansion cause it finally reopened, um, from changing over back to normal haunted mansion from the holidays, which was crazy because it seems like the haunted mansion was decorated for so long. Like I almost forgot what the normal haunted mansion felt like. So it's cool to finally just go back and see it normal again. And while I was on the ride, I had a random urge to take like pictures of the mansion. Cause I, I never do that. Like I follow so many cool and like entertaining Disney people on Instagram and I was just thinking about how I don't utilize the technology that I have because I have the iPhone X and the camera is just amazing and I always see the cool Disney people that I follow post like awesome just like pictures around the park just things that I see all the time that I don't even think of is like uh, why am I stuttering um as it being like a cool picture and I finally decided okay I have this cool camera in my pocket I little like I literally ignore it all the time I only care about getting cool pictures of myself or my friends but I need to start taking cool pictures and actually just like documenting the like documenting the park because it's always changing so it's like so I figured it'd be cool to have like a nice little um like picture of the mansion so when i got off the ride i took like i think like five or six photos for all from like different angles of the of the haunted mansion i actually uh, uploaded those onto the website so if you go to jmarykay.com disney you can see all my pictures that I, I have taken at disneyland and it's organized from the like oldest photos at um, at the top and it goes all the way down to the newest at the bottom 
but I was like pretty satisfied. So I think next time I go, which will probably be this weekend, take some more cool pictures and spread the joy. <laughs> I hope. I don't even know if anybody looks at that. Like besides the the podcast and the actual blog, I get some traffic to my life in pictures, as I call it. That's a reference to an old Arizona metalcore band from the early 2000s. Um, go check them out if you haven't heard of them. But I get a little bit of traffic there, but I'm not like a photographer, so I'm not surprised that I don't get a lot of views down there. But also at the same time, like I don't really upload there that much because I have like three categories. I have uh, the con of thrones, which are pictures from all the different comic book conventions that I go to. Then there's the desert, which is probably the like least populated one, which is a couple photos from back home in the desert. Obviously there's not a lot there because I haven't been home in a while, but bet next time that I'm down there, I'll take a bunch of cool photos. And then the third one is, uh, Disney and that has the most, because I'm there all the time and I always want to take cool pictures of my friends um, or of me with my friends at the park. So um, definitely go check that out because it's honestly pretty chill to just kind of lounge in that tab and just see all the old pictures all the way up until now. This brings back some good memories, which I'm into. I want to document everything just in case we forget it'll at least be on my website for us all to go back and remember or help remember who knows where did i where am i going with this disney rant oh actually there's this there's like some disney news um april 13th is the pixar fest which is gonna be starting which I'm actually pretty excited for because we get um, the Pixar Play Parade in Disneyland, which is going to be kind of crazy because it has always been in DCA. It went away for a little bit. I remember it was like a big deal. It's like, oh, my God, the last day for the Pixar Play Parade. And to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of it when it was in DCA. It was kind of a drag to have to go down there for the last parade because I wanted to be there to see it one last time because I honestly thought I was going away, but I'm slowly learning that Disney is like your favorite band that broke up. If you stick around long enough, you'll be able to see them reunite. So the Pixar Play Parade is coming back, but it's going to be in Disneyland this time, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. But what I'm more excited about is in DCA, Paint the Night is finally coming back because I think that's the best parade I've ever seen in my entire life. Like when that was around, I would get super stoked to see it like on Main Street. Like that that's something that I would want to wait for, or actually stop what I'm doing at the park and watch it because it was like just so awesome. Like I loved the music, all the characters that would come out and just how like colorful it was with all the lights. And also I think it reminded me of the time I saw a purity ring. They had like these cool, like 
like beaded light things that they use in the Pixar play parade. So I remember the first time I saw the, the parade, I was like, Hey, that looks so familiar. Then like for after a couple seconds of thinking, I'm like, okay, that's definitely like the same technology that purity ring used when I saw them at the, the observatory. So that's a, I think that might be a big reason why I like it because it reminds me of purity ring, but regardless the, that parade is amazing. So it's supposed to return April 13th, and it's going to have some new characters, and I'm super excited for it. So get stoked for the Pixar Fest, even though I hate fests. When you tell me there's a fest going on, normally I lose interest right away because I just think of something that's long and drawn out, a lot of people somewhere I don't want to be, but... This isn't that kind of fest. I think I'm just describing a music festival. I don't like being in, in music festivals. I just want to show up, see the band that I like, and then leave. But it's hard these days because the promoters know that, so they like to you know, keep all the good bands in random time slots, so you kind of have to stick around. But speaking of bands, sh- shout out to Twitching Tongues. I know a lot of people still don't like that band, which blows my mind because they're fucking amazing. They just announced that on March 9th, they're coming out with a new record, still on Closed Casket. The new album's called Gaining... Wait, what's the new album called? I just forgot. Um, Hold on, I'm stuttering. What is the new album called? I'm actually looking on my computer right now. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, here it is. Their new record is called Gaining Purpose Through Passionate Hatred, which sounds really crazy. The album art is crazy, too. It's the classic Twitching Tongue... There it is again. It's the classic Twitching Tongues logo, but this time it's made out of skulls. There's this angry panther on it. It looks super sick. I'm actually really excited for it. And they actually released a new single called Hadakiri. And along with that, they have a music video, which I just watched before I hopped in the studio. And it's actually really entertaining and has me excited because I'm a huge Twitching Tongues fan. I've always have been. I will link the music video in the description notes. And I'll also um, have the link to go pre-order their new record because um, you should go pre-order it and support Twitching Tongues. They even have an exclusive closed casket colorway for the vinyl. So definitely make sure to go pick that up. Like I said, the album comes out March 9th. And I'm actually really excited for it. But at the same time, it has me, or it has me kind of bummed because anytime uh, Twitching Tongues is in the news... I always wonder about disgrace. And if you remember last year, I interviewed Taylor Young and he mentioned that in 2018, there definitely would be a new disgrace record. So I'm still definitely waiting on that. It's only the end of January. So we have 11 more months for that to happen, which I'm sure it will. So I have that to look forward to. Um, I got Movie Pass because so many people were talking about it. I saw it on Twitter. Sounds like a great idea. And I was like, man, I have to try it. 
it sounds too good to be true and my biggest issue with it like i haven't even used it i have it sitting on my keyboard right now so i've been so busy i haven't even had time to hit the movies but i downloaded the app and normally when i go to the movies i'll uh hit up fandango reserve my seats online, just do everything in advance so I can just show up to my movie, plop in my seat, and just veg out. But when I downloaded the MoviePass app, they wouldn't even let me reserve my ticket unless I was within 100 yards of the theater that I was going to use it at. And I was like, man, that sounds kind of whack because I love reserving my seat so I don't have to stress about getting to the movies on time. I could take my time. Um, if I want, I'll show up early for the previews. But if not, if I'm pressed for time for some weird reason, I could just show up right when the movie starts. I loved having that um, that like safety net of knowing that I don't have to worry about finding a seat because I already own it. So the fact that I can't do that on MoviePass kind of turns me off. Might not keep it, but I might. Who knows? Because it's not that expensive. It's only like $10 a month, which is like very affordable for what it is. I just wish that I didn't have to be within like a hundred yards of the theater, but I can kind of understand why they want that. Cause I guess they don't want people just like spamming tickets and not showing up and then having a, like a movie sold out when nobody actually showed up. So it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, I hate it because I would much rather have the convenience of having my seat before I get there versus having to actually show up on time and, uh, buy a ticket and then picking a seat then because at that point maybe there aren't any good seats left but I guess when I break it down I only go to the movies like really early it's r- like really really rare that I actually go to the movies at night I'm honestly trying to think the last time I actually went to the movies at night oh <laughs> I just remembered the last movie that I saw in the evening was Thor Ragnarok and definitely wasn't a good look because I remember I went on opening night right after work and I was like falling asleep in my chair guaranteed like when I like whenever I fall asleep I snore so guaranteed I was sitting in that movie theater snoring and the people next to me were probably pissed off that they had to deal with me snoring but like no joke i was so tired that i left like in the middle of the movie because i had just got over it because i didn't even know what was going on at that point i just saw thor hanging out with hulk and i was like i missed probably about 45 minutes of this movie and i don't want to sit here because i can't enjoy it because i don't know what happened i don't know how they got to this point so i remember i just just walked out of the theater and was a little upset only because I knew going in it was probably a bad idea to do that just because I was going to be tired that day. But it's all right. I actually just watched it over the weekend. So now I know what happens in the movie. And to be honest, probably not my favorite Thor movie. Just didn't really like the... Uh, do I really want to go into this right now? Okay, we can go into this right now. I just didn't really like how, like, Banner was Banner only for, like, two seconds of the film. It kind of bummed me out. 
like Hulk was like, okay, you know, I, I get he was there after uh, the, or not the Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers, Age of Ultron, he took off in his spaceship and then he ended up where he was in the movie. But I just didn't like that he just, I don't know. What am I trying to say? I just didn't like uh, Hulk being in that movie. Like we li- literally could have called that like movie Planet Hulk with Thor, but I could be wrong. I just didn't enjoy it. Like Hela, she didn't need to be in that movie. She was kind of whack. She's not even Thor's sister. There's some real Marvel knowledge for you. Google it. Go figure it out. Go figure out who Thor's real sister is. But yeah, but it's all right because it, it's all going to lead up to the next Avengers Infinity War, which should be bonkers because literally every Marvel superhero that's been in a TV show or movie is going to make an appearance, which I'm pretty stoked about. And I'm sorry for that super lackluster uh, description of why I didn't really like Thor Ragnarok. I promise I'll uh, go into it a little more. I just don't want to talk about it right now. Um, but, okay, so I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of MMA, so I will put a timestamp. And, wait up. How am I going to MMA right now? I didn't even finish my day at Disneyland. I was like in the middle of it. It just hit me because I was like, I feel like I'm skipping something, but I just can't remember. So while I was talking, I was doing some deep diving in my brain and I just remembered I didn't finish telling you my story um, about my day at Disneyland. So Haunted Mansion, that happened, took the photos, right? I go back to the magic shop and Johnny was there he was showing me some cool new magic tricks <laughs> this is he brought up some some new magic trick that he's always sold out of I think that might have been the third time that he's brought it up to me asking me if the guys have shown me and he, I thought he had it because he brought it up like as if he was going to show it to me so I got pretty excited I was like cool finally I get to see this trick but he told me, he's like, no, we, we don't have it still. We're still sold out. So I just asked him to show me some stuff that he hasn't uh, displayed for, for me before. And he showed me some cool stuff. I definitely put it on my Instagram story. So if you missed out, you should follow me at xjamiex so you can see cool stuff like that. And, you know, the the day from that point on was you know, pretty standard, spent a little more time at Disneyland, but I had to rush home because I stayed a little longer than expected. And I had to make it like, okay, I got there at like 1230. I planned on being out of there at like four because I wanted to, you know, get dinner or whatever before the main card started. But I ended up having a little too much fun and I didn't leave Disneyland to like around like 830 and I had to rush home because I was like holy crap 
I didn't want to miss the UFC, but I couldn't pass up this opportunity that I had at Disneyland. So I enjoyed myself, but I was like, crap, we got to rush home. The main event has already like gone by. Hopefully I can make it home in time for the co-main in the main event. And I raced home. I'm not even kidding. Like I was driving like a maniac. I was pretty sure I was doing at least like 70 miles an hour on surface streets. I'm not even kidding. I made it home in time and like I made it home and the co-main event, Dale Cormier versus Vulcan Oldsdemir was um, at the end of round one. So I missed like a good chunk of round one. But with the highlights, I was able to see what happened um, or see all the action that happened in round one. But then I was there for round two. The fight ended in round two. And I was still tripping out that I got home that fast that I was able to catch the the co-main. Because I, I knew for sure that I could make it for the main event. But I was kind of iffy about the co-main. So... I watched that, and then Stipe and Francis, nobody thought that fight was going to go the distance, and it did, and I was pretty stoked because that was the last fight on my parlay. Uh, I, I, I had a three-fight parlay. I had uh, Chael Sonnen beating Rampage Jackson over in Bellator, and then I had Daniel Cormier beating Vulcan Ozdemir, and then I had Stipe the underdog, the champion, which is weird, um, Stipe Miocic beating Francis Ngannou. And I was super nervous because that last fight, the heavyweight fight, was going to be my parlay buster. And with all my parlays, it's uh, always come down to the last fight, and they always bust, um, except for going back to international fight week like a couple years ago i picked like six fights uh two fights across three cards and they all hit um but this one actually hit and i was pretty stoked so shout outs to stipe and shout outs to the ufc and everybody else for putting him as the underdog underestimating the greatest heavyweight champion of all time maybe in fact the greatest heavyweight mix martial <laughs> mix mar I can't even say it. I'm so excited. Just thinking about it. Makes martial artists around. Did you think about it? Okay, I know this is where a lot of people are going to tune out, but the rest of the podcast isn't going to be MMA, so just um, just hold tight. When it comes to the heavyweight division, when you look at the greatest heavyweight fighters, there's only a couple names that come to mind. Fedor Emelianenko, Fabricio Verdum, Kane Velasquez, and now Stipe Miocic. You, you look at all of them, right? Fedor, he reigned in pride, the last emperor, but then he comes over to Strike Force, and you start to see chinks in his armor. He gets submitted by Fabricio Verdum. He gets TKO'd by Bigfoot Silva, and okay, boom. I think that's where he loses his seat is the greatest heavyweight of all time. So he can be put on the back burner. You look at Fabricio, okay, he submitted Fedor. He basically showed that Fedor was beatable, shocked the world when he got him in that triangle. 
And then he goes on to lose to Alistair Overeem in Strike Force, which he didn't get knocked out or anything. It was a decision loss. It was actually a weird fight because he was actually getting the better of Alistair in the striking exchanges, but he kept wanting to go to the ground. Like he would try to pull guard. He would just like butt scoot and just didn't want to actually stand with Alistair. So he lost that one, which was fair. But then he enters the UFC and just goes on this tear. He beats Roy Nelson, Mike Russo, Antonio Noguera, Travis Brown, Mark Hunt, and then he beats Cain Velasquez in Mexico for the heavyweight title. And that was a big deal because at the time, Cain, you know, was looked at as the greatest heavyweight of all time. But then he gets taken out by Fabricio and people start looking at Fabricio like, okay, he took out Fedor and now he took out Kane. Is this guy the best heavyweight ever? Nobody, you know, really knew because it's always up for debate. But Stipe decides to come in and knock out Verdum in Brazil, which was so wild. He knocks him out in the first round and captures the title, right? So at that point, you think Verdum's going to get a rematch, but he doesn't. He actually gets um, put on the back burner. He gets a rematch with Travis Brown, which he wins again, but then he gets a rematch with Alistair Overeem, and he loses again. Uh, by a majority decision, but I honestly felt like he won that fight, so I was pretty upset when he got that loss. And then his next two fights were taken on uh, short notice. He beat Walt Harris and Marcin Tybura, and he's been clamoring for a rematch against Stipe because he feels like uh, that knockout loss to Stipe was a fluke, but just hasn't managed to get a title shot next. But when Stipe knocked out Fabricio, he went on to defend his title against Alistair Overeem in an exciting fight. He he got dropped by Alistair in the first round, but managed to come back and win. He avenges his loss against Junior DeSantos and uh, actually does it by TKO, TKO and retains his title. And then now he won a decision against Francis Ngannou which everybody was scared of because Francis Ngannou just came off of a devastating knockout victory over Alistair Overeem. But honestly, if you look at those four guys and their body of work, I honestly honestly want to say right now, Stipe is definitely in the running for being the greatest heavyweight just because he broke the UFC record for defending the heavyweight title more times than anybody has in the entire history of the company, which is a pretty awesome record. Is You think about the UFC has been around for, what, since like 1993? When was the heavyweight title um, initiated? Because they used to just do tournaments. Um, let's read this out. Because the first heavyweight champion was... Uh, Boss Rutten. Hold on, let's see. Looking it up right now, you see heavyweight champion. So, um, actually, I lied. It wasn't Boss Rutten. You see, heavyweight champion was uh, Mark Coleman, nineteen ninety seven. So, if you look at 
from Mark Holman winning the UFC heavyweight title at UFC 12, February 7th, 1997, till now, till January 20th, nine, or see, I'm so getting ahead of myself. So from 1997 to January 20th, 2018, there hasn't been a single heavyweight that's been able to defend that title more than two times. And right now, Stipe holds the record at three title defenses. That's very impressive. So that definitely puts him in the conversation for greatest heavyweight of all time. But if I'm going to be honest, I want Stipe to be able to say that he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. But I think he can only do that if he rematches Verdum and has... Um, a, a real fight because okay there's like the controversy that it was a fluke knockout so give him that rematch and if he comes out victorious that's awesome cool that's one less thing you have to do and I think the one fight that he has to take to like honestly submit himself or cement himself as the greatest heavyweight of all time is I think he has to fight Cain Velasquez if he can rematch Verdum even though he he won if he can rematch Verdum and beat him again and then fight Cain and beat Cain I think he hands down is the greatest heavyweight of all time those are the only two fights that he needs to cement that and I think they honestly will give uh, Fabrizio Verdum the next title shot because he's on a two-fight winning streak and Kane's still not healthy. He's like on the road to recovery. So the plan or what I think should happen is rematch Verdum and then hopefully by then, by the time he rematches Verdum and if, if he wins, hopefully by then Kane will be healthy enough and then they both can enter in a training camp and then settle this beef i think that would be amazing so that's about it for the heavyweights uh there actually was a great weekend of mma i want to give a shout out to daniel cormier retaining his light heavyweight title i think he's uh the like the most respectable champion we have uh, it's actually between him or mighty mouse in my opinion I'm happy for him for winning in the second round. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Rory McDonald winning the welterweight title over in Bellator. Finally became a champion. Super awesome. Shout-out to my uh, third favorite Canadian. So I'm pretty stoked for him. And also, uh, Aaron Pico for showing the phenom that he is, winning by a body shot. Like, he got one in, like, the first round. Took him, like, 30 seconds. It's pretty awesome. Great weekend of MMA. And I hope all of you are still here because I know you all, or all of you, I can't even talk right now. I know that all of you hate when I talk about MMA. But I can't help it. It's uh, the greatest sport in the world. I know I've talked to a lot of people that don't like it because they say they're not interested in watching uh, two people fight which blows my mind because that's it's like the oldest sport we have you think about it fighting has been around forever fighting's in everybody's dna but i don't know some people just don't like it and that's fine i don't like a ton of sports the only sports that i really follow are MMA and NFL football. Is that proper? 
or I'll just say American football, not the band, even though they're awesome too. I went and saw American football with uh, Timmy Boy. We went and saw them at the Ace Hotel in LA, which was a little different experience for myself because it was a, like a seated show and I felt like I was watching a movie because it was like in an old theater and I definitely fell asleep for more than half the show. I don't even remember half the show, but I definitely woke up and saw like all the hits. So I was actually pretty stoked for that. Excuse me. But yeah, so MMA, great sport. If you don't like it, that's fair. Not everybody's going to like it. Just do your thing. But if you have any interest or want to know anything about MMA, feel free to ask because I know everything and I'm willing to share my knowledge with all of you. Let's get everybody onto the master rank level so we can just have cool discussions about um, all things MMA because that's what I love doing. I can go on for hours about everything because i love it also shout out to all my favorite mma podcasts the mma hour with the greatest reporter ever ariel helwani the fighter and the kid big brown breakdown all the cool stuff i know all the podcasts all the cool ones so if you want to listen to those two just let me know i'll fill you in it's easy it's fun it's entertaining and yeah, that's all I got for MMA this week. I've been uh, so uh, George hates. He's like one of the guys that hates when I talk about MMA. He'll skip through, which is totally fair. So I've been toying with the idea of doing a uh, separate MMA podcast, which should air next week. First episode. I don't have a name for it yet, but you better believe it's going to be a creative one. And I probably have said too much already. So just ignore the last minute. You didn't hear that. I might be doing an MMA show. Or I might not be. I haven't decided yet. Just kidding. Anyways. Um, what else is going on? So we covered Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday wasn't my best day. You know... Everybody uh, has their off days. Yesterday I got home and I was listening to a podcast like on my drive home. And when I got home, I had like a whole like laundry list of things that I had to do. So I put on the podcast that I was listening to on my phone, on my computer, but I actually was playing the video version. <laughs> Excuse me. So I put on the video version and like after about like five minutes, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to crawl into bed, even though I know I have a ton of things to do and I might fall asleep, but I think I might be okay with that. So I'm not even kidding. I like crawled into bed and I took my glasses off and I was like, okay, I think this is it. I think I'm going to have to submit to sleep and just kind of catch up tomorrow which is fine. I just needed a little bit of a recharge. I was actually very active this weekend. I always, I'm not even kidding, I always plan to be lazy and to not do anything. But things come up. 
and I don't like to pass up the opportunity to spend time with my friends because those times aren't always going to be there. So I like to cherish those moments and just live in the moment because if I didn't do that, if I lived more closed off, like I used to hashtag, uh, facts, I wouldn't have, you know, gone out on Saturday and had one of the best Disney days ever. I wouldn't have gone to the show to support my friend George. So it's 2018 and I like to do new things, but that's every year. Every year I want to do things that I've never done before because, you know, I just want to have cool experiences. So when I die, quote unquote, when we exit the simulation, I'll have cool memories that I can carry over into the next simulation. If that happens, I still don't know what happens when you die. I think about it sometimes, but I think that's because I watch too much black mirror. I've like intentionally have been putting off the last episode because I don't want it to be over because I love that show. So I still have to watch the last episode of season four, but I haven't yet just because I don't want to have to wait for season five. So I just go back and get into like deep discussions on Reddit about the episodes that I do like, like shout outs to white Christmas. That episode fucks me up like all the time. Didn't like it. But then I watch episodes like hang the DJ and that's definitely more my style. A cool romantic sci-fi I definitely mentioned this in the newest blog post that I posted. Shout out to jamierk.com. So I think about like that episode and about how um, there's like this dating sim to help you find your most compatible partner ever. And I honestly expected it to end in, okay, hold on before I continue. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I know it's the new season. People haven't gotten around to it yet. But if you have, or if you don't mind spoilers, um, please continue listening because I'm about to um, talk about the end of Hang the DJ. So what I um, took from it was that this simulation helped you find your most compatible partner, right? It um, puts you in with a bunch of different people and they run a bunch of different simulations to see uh, if you would rebel with your partner because there's so many like restrictions in the program. And obviously, if you weren't willing to take risks with the um, with the person that they matched you up with, then maybe you know the uh, person wasn't the one you're supposed to be with. If you weren't willing to do crazy things to be with them. And you find out in the end that they ran a thousand different simulations. And out of the thousand, the couple that um, was in the show, like the main couple, they rebelled 998 times out of the thousand. So that put them at a really high percentage of being uh, being compatible. 
and just thinking about how crazy the future is going to be and things like that are going to be around. And, uh, cause like, obviously this is like, I'm like talking about what I wrote in the blog, just like thinking about the simple apps that we have right now for dating. Well, I'm all nasally right now. Hold on one second. You think about apps like Tinder, uh, Grindr, Bumble, just things like that, where it's so easy to find your match, you know, somebody that you're um, supposed to be compatible with and go out with them to figure out if it's true love or not. Like that's like level one of like this dating simulation thing that they showed in Black Mirror. So I feel like, you know, obviously right now it's an app. You, you know, tap into it, you swipe left or right, blah, blah, blah. But then I feel like if it advances, which it's most likely will, because everybody, maybe not everybody, but uh, most of the population, you know, less for true love. Or maybe I'm just a weirdo and watch too many Disney movies. Who knows? But uh it could grow from these simple little apps to like a simulation a real life crazy simulation like the one we're living right now but it could also be like episode one of season four the uss callister we could clone you and put you in a game but you're not really there you're like or are you in the game i don't know how that really worked because the person who gets embedded, they knew who they were on the outside, but it wasn't like a real part of them. I don't know. I haven't dived deep in that one yet. I, I, I've only uh, dove deep on White Christmas and Hang the DJ just because those are the ones that really affected me. So I guess that's something new for, for us to do. Let's dive deep on... Black Mirror Season 4, Episode 1, USS Callister. And then next podcast, we can have a deep discussion about it. Because I've definitely mentioned it in the podcast before. Shoutouts to the mom from How I Met Your Mother. If you didn't know that, I'm very sorry. I just um, spoiled the entire series for you. She is the mom. And I wish she was in it more because she's lovely. Oh. But I'm going to end that Black Mirror rant because it's kind of getting me sad. Thinking about all the dark stuff that happens. And I don't want to... I, I don't want to have um, vivid dreams about that tonight. So we're, we're going to stop that discussion. What do we have uh, to look forward to this week? Uh, more UFC. Shout outs to George. I know he's excited for that one. The homie Jacques Ray Souza is coming back. The alligator. I'm super stoked for that one. Um, I'm getting a haircut on Saturday. I got a. Um, I have an appointment with the homie Big Worm. I think I'm finally gonna cut off all my hair. It's too long and I'm over it. I'm going to get these cool little lines shaved in the side of my head, even though Andy says I'm not allowed to because it looks stupid. But I'm going to do it because I'm a human being and I have my own rights. You can't stop me. 
the lines are coming. So fear the lines. It's going to look super, super cool. I'm actually pretty excited uh, to get my hair cut. Not just because I'm going to have like a, a new look, but it's always fun hanging out and catching up with the homie Big Worm. And I'm going to definitely plug him in the show notes because he's been cutting my hair for so long. Like I remember way back when he cut my hair in Las Vegas and I've just been kind of following him around because he ended up moving from Las Vegas to California. He used to cut my hair in Corona and this is me living in Orange County. I would drive to, to Corona to get my hair cut and then from Corona, he went to Cyprus. So that was more local. I followed him to Cyprus. And then from Cyprus, he went to to Whittier. And then from Whittier to La Habra. And then La Habra to Santa Ana. So I've been following him for a very long time. Because, uh, first of all, he's a great friend. And also, I w- love to support him in his craft because he's great at what he does. So if you're in the market for a new barber, hit the homie Big Worm. He'll take care of you. Just tell him X Jimmy X sent you, and he'll know the deal. But that's all I have right now to look forward to. But it's still early in the week, and knowing how things normally turn out, I'll plan for a chill week and something crazy will pop up but who knows and uh yeah i think it's about that time that we end the podcast here i can't believe i've been going on for this long it doesn't feel like that because i definitely remember last time i took uh an extended break so it was kind of hard to try to wrap everything up into one podcast it was a little confusing because i had to dig in a bunch of different places to try to find um, those memories. But the fact that I did this uh, like eight days later and a lot happened in those eight days that I was still able to retain it fairly well because this is all off the top. I don't have any notes or anything. You guys know that. Um, But yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, This has been another episode of the Jamie or K podcast. I love all you guys and... I'll see you next week. Jamie R.K. Podcast, always on top.